Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Into the Fogcast podcast. This week we are going to be speaking to Herman the Doctor. He is a Doctor main, obviously. And it was really enjoyable to have him on. I definitely learned some new things, especially with the add-ons. But we'll talk about that later. At the moment, in the UK, it is scorching hot. Like, so hot probably even the hottest day of the year so i'm glad i'm inside recording this last week was a really bad time for me i got covid and i really didn't feel like doing this podcast but hey i'm here now i'm all better got a bit of a residual cough but there you go so let's check in with our co-host how are you tofa and how have you been over the last few weeks Oh, I've been very well, thank you very much. It's uh, The weather's a bit too hot for my liking too, so I spent a lot of time indoors. I went out to see, to see my girlfriend for a bit. Um, then I went out for a Bartlett's holiday with my kid and his mum and his granddad for a weekend just gone. And uh, despite the weather, it was actually a really fun time as well. I love spending time with my son. Yeah, there's nothing better than spending time with your family, especially when you've got all this nice weather and you're away from home. and It's just... That little bundle of joy to see their look on their face is brilliant. It's amazing. But we're not here to talk about the hot weather and families. We are here to talk about the Doctor. So for me, the Doctor is someone who I really enjoy playing and can really shut down the ability to stop the survivors from doing gens for a short period of time. He also has good tracking potential with his illusions. So once you get the survivors into Tier 2, there are some add-ons as well that can help with the tracking, but we'll get into more of that a little bit later on. Okay, so let's start with what I normally like to run. So I run at least one tracking perk and one gen slowdown. And as I said before, barbecue is a really decent perk overall. And it does give you BP, or at least for now, that's going to change in the next few weeks um corrupt is a pretty decent perk but i would not really essential um jolt and pop are two good alternatives but i do change it up every now and again depends if i decide to be a bit fruity and spice things up a bit so disillusion is something i've really been working with lately because i feel like i'm pretty bad in chase so if i can get that first hit and then after three seconds, when they vault the pallet, it instantly breaks and means I can get the down. And then the chase pretty quickly. Um, agitation and Mad Grit are a pretty good combo too on Doctor. But something that the Doctor does well is messing up with skill checks. So there are a lot of perks that can help kill the vibe of the survivors. So unnerving presence, distressing, merciless storm. Together, they're a really good option. But if you want to go a full build, you can probably put lullaby in there as a complete set. There are many ways you can go, but ultimately, it's how you want to run the game or how you choose to run the game. So in terms of add-ons, if you're using a skill check build, um, then don't use your static blast too much. Calm add-ons will help with this. It'll help you increase your terror radius when your blast is ready to use. So like I said, don't use it too much. That'll help. 
Discipline will help you decrease the shock therapy. Um, order paired with calm will help you get your static blast back quicker. Uh, so it will keep them on their toes and restraint will show auras when the survivors increase their madness. But with all add-ons, I would definitely avoid the tape ones in my opinion because they're absolutely trash. Now, when you're running around looking for survivors, a good tip would be to get center of the map and static blast and that will at least give you a good understanding of where people are and from there you can you know potentially snowball if you've got two or three people together on one gen and whatnot um it's all a matter of then hunting them down using your shock at loops to stop the survivors from either dropping the pallet vaulting them uh giving you the hit so just be mindful that it does slow down when you use your blast so you'll probably need to do it a little bit early and aim it to where the survivors are going to be not where the survivors are um do this enough times and the chases will be pretty short to be fair now he is an m1 killer and he's very good at being an m1 killer he doesn't suffer from the big maps too much because of his blast and information is very key here like i said all the illusions appear at tier two and above um you'll you'll definitely get a lot of auras um keeping them in madness will definitely slow down the gens as well especially if you're using gen slowdown perks and add-ons um the aura readings can be a lifesaver like i said uh, when trying to locate someone so try and keep them in high madness and you're good to go but overall i do like playing the doctor so what are your thoughts tofa well playing doctor um at least for me when i first picked up the game and looked at him for the first time he, he can be a very daunting killer to to sort of think about when you just look at the description of his power you're hit with a very large wall of text describing both of his shock therapy and his static blast and on top of that it goes into a descriptive text on each of the effects of tear of mad tears of madness on the survivors as well even his add-ons are really descriptive they can feel like a good bedtime story if you read through all of them trying to decide which ones to use he is though very much a killer that's easier to understand in practice rather than research though once you've used his abilities and you've used his add-ons enough times as well you can get a very quick understanding of what it's really all about he's very much learned by doing even watching someone playing as him and going over the bits you need to know will probably be better than reading it all yourself and trying to soak all that in before jumping into the deep end and just going for it while shouting YOLO as you load into the trial. I don't have a lot of practice or experience with this killer to um, have a very well-formed opinion on how good he can be, but um, I did start a little bit before his playstyle changed from having to swap between treatment and punishment mode so you'd have to um you'd have to change from being able to only shock to be able to only m1 now we can do both now he can do both with either mouse click with either mouse click or whatever bindings they're using on a controller but in my limited experience i have seen some tips and i've had some practice or watched someone else showcasing some new build with the release of new killers with their new perks or just stuff used against me in my own survivor games as well so a lot of people know about the impossible skill checks, everyone that's got enough hours in the game, but this kind of series is more for like the newer players 
that are just getting into it as well. So maybe they don't know about the skill checks build yet, but you'd get Lullaby to get some silent skill checks with five tokens after hooking survivors. So long as the hex totem stays up, you can use Unnerving Presence to make the skill check field smaller in your terror radius and Distressing to make your terror radius even larger passively so you get more value from Unnerving Presence. You could even throw an Oppression on there too for when you kick the generators to hinder other survivors on gens as well. Um... His two add-ons um, make your terror radius larger while static blast is available, just as Jamie has said in his little description of each of the add-ons. All you have to do is not use your static blast and you'll keep that buff for as long as you have it available. But that's more of a gimmicky meme kind of build that only really hurts newer players or the more casual group of survivors. A lot of good survivors will just power through it and hit the skill checks anyway and just pay a little bit more attention to them. As for the perks I would use normally, um, Barbecue's a great one to go with. Again, just like Jamie said, um, for the aura reading alone, the BP gain is nice, but in the mid-chapter update, they will remove that, so you use it while you can. Um, the Onryo's perk, Merciless Storm, is a great new addition to his power because it makes it goes great with his whole moving skill check locations on the screen effect that happens when a survivor's madness goes a bit higher. Pop is great for general regression. The old wombo combo of Skirchuk, Pain Resonance, and Deadman Switch, which I mention in every killer, because it's just such good passive regression on gens just by doing your objective, just as long as you have the Skirchuks available. Hex Plaything is a great perk for him as well because of his ability to keep survivors off of totems with his static blast at longer ranges. You could maybe even intentionally position yourself in the middle of totem spawns when they've been lit up and use that blast to push off any would-be cleansers. Now, a lot of people don't realize, but shock therapy does actually get rid of obliviousness on survivors. However, because Hex Plaything is a hex providing a constant oblivious effect, you can shock survivors with your shock therapy over and over and so long as that Hex Plaything totem stays up, they will stay oblivious. So it gives you a really, a really good sort of jump on survivors if they're not paying enough attention. As Jamie has also mentioned, Corrupt Intervention, um, great perk for early game momentum and maybe snowball off of that. Discordance is a great informational perk to use as well. Now, as far as add-ons, the only add-ons I like using um, are the ones that I hate being used against me, and that would be the Discipline add-ons. Any survivor that's in Madness Tier 2 will have the illusionary red stain behind them, as if the Doctor is right behind them. Having that red stain behind them in chase all the time is great for mind games, as it makes it feel as if you're going against a stealth killer, and the Doctor can also see this red stain behind them as well, so it helps you know if they're staying on a corner or not running off um, too far as well. It's really great for some extra tracking potential. Now, fortunately, Jamie's already gone over a, um, a bunch of his other add-ons as well with a little bit of detail. Um, but there are quite a lot of add-ons that are worth using. Some add-ons that probably aren't worth using, like the aforementioned tape add-ons. But we can get into those in a little bit more detail with the actual interview with our guest. Yeah, I'm sure we'll do that a little bit later on so far. So for me, when going against a doctor, it can be a really hard task. But there are a few things that you can do to not only avoid getting static blasted, but to avoid the shocks at loops too. So when I first hear that I'm going against a doctor, my very first thoughts are to try and keep out of madness as much as possible. Try and stay in tier one. Um, not getting chased first um, can help you start doing the gens and get some early game board unmanageable. So if you think you're going to get shocked, you can either run away from it you can jump into a locker 
and at least it will keep you safe for now because the last thing you want to do is to get in straight into tier two and start giving him his illusions so the main thing with the doctor is to try and waste as much time as possible don't always go where you where he expects you to go so he'll more likely shock you and that can be quite bad he can also shut down loops with his shock so my advice would be to keep looping as much as possible um and if you're at a loop you can either drop the pallet early if he's shocking you as you're going around it um try to greed it and hopefully you don't get hit but if you get hit and you lose one health state it's not the end of the world you're not at least, you're not going down straight away and at least then you can possibly drop the pallet and that will extend the loop time um another thing you can do as well is if you're at one of the loops you can potentially leave that loop if he's constantly trying to shock you and um, find another loop that's close by especially if you've got two loops together because the one thing that he does suffer from he is an m1 killer so if you can remember that looping and dropping pallets early they're probably be your best option uh try and take him as far away from gents as possible and give your teammates just much more time to get them done i can see two or three gens popping within the first couple of minutes at least so the main thing really you need to avoid are his shocks and his static blasts. It's easier said than done, but if you can do that, stick to loops, dropping pallets early, chases, you'll have a much, much better time. And of course, with every killer, and I say this in every single killer that we speak with, losing line of sight is always your best option. So if you can lose line of sight, um, use any exhaustion perks that you get and that will help you escape as well if you can get your distance then you'll be much better off you'll stand a better chance of living but these days you don't come across that many doctors so what about you tofa how do you deal with the doctor so yeah doctor's a slightly unique one to go against he's for the most part another m1 killer just as you stated but with the added benefit of shocking you and if he times it well enough he can prevent you from vaulting windows bolting pallets, even dropping pallets, and preventing dead hard, at least with how dead hard currently works. So he's got quite a bit of anti-loop under his belt as well. I used to play um, pretty well immersed in my early days of playing Survivor. I'd try and hide because I used to think hiding and sneaking was the best way to play and the best way to avoid getting killed. But the more I got into the game, I'd be more of a hey killer, I'm over here, come and get me kind of guy and I'd still get caught and killed relatively quick but that's a slightly different issue altogether. Um, but against a doctor, that's kind of what you have to do. You can't hide, you can't be immersive, he will shock and he will find you. His power punishes those who plays like that as well with his big shock blast being able to flush you out and um, even find you with a shock therapy. If he points at you trying to find where you're hiding, it can go through walls and other such ob obstacles as well, so there's really no escaping it. Unless, of course, you're one of them rare calm spirit enjoyers. Now, if you're getting chased, um, the best thing to do, in my opinion, is avoid windows, because I think it's probably easier for a killer to, um, for the doctor to predict when you're going to vault through the window, and you can get shocked, and that can make vaulting impossible and then you're just going to take a hit on that side of the window 
either injuring you or downing you, which ultimately shortens the chase. Now, unless you're good with the timing and you know you can vault that window before you get the debuff or fake the vault and maybe make him whiff at the window, buying you a little bit more time. Again, pallets can be a bit of an issue against a good doctor because you can also, as we have already mentioned, you can not drop the pallet when you're shocked. So don't be greedy with the loops. And if you have to drop a pallet, pre-drop it, play it safe. There's a lot of the time, there's usually plenty of pallets and Jenners can go by quick enough as well to not worry about wasting pallets too quickly. Now, if the doctor isn't in chase with anyone, he will likely use his big blast to find someone to start a chase or push them off of any nearby generators. Um, you could hide in a locker as well, again, to avoid the scream. But if you do scream, then just be prepared to run. If you hear that terror radius and it starts getting more intense, you, your best bet is to safely assume he's making his way to you. Just start, get off the generator, start making some distance right away because you're going to need that distance between you and the Doctor as well with the amount of anti-loop he has. But yeah, as far as looping a killer goes, he is predominantly an M1 killer. That's how he's going to get his downs and his injuries on you. Um, just make early distance. If you think he's heading your way, try and prioritize pallets over windows. If you have dead hard, then don't be patient with it. Use it to make distance to a window or a pallet, you know, as its intended purposes anyway, and then pre-drop the pallets where you can. Try and find that sort of delicate balance between um, not wasting pallets and trying to use them to extend a chase. You don't want to cause too many dead zones for your friends out there. There's a balance between doing that sort of thing. So that's our personal opinions on this killer, both playing as him and going against him. So why don't we just jump straight into the interview with Herman the Doctor, playing as Herman the Doctor. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Into the Fogcast podcast. Today we've got another guest, so please guest tell us who you are and who you main. Hello there, I am Herman, Herman the Doctor. Well, obviously I main the Doctor in Dead by Daylight. So the Doctor for me is someone I really enjoy playing and has a slowdown presence in terms of his shocks. So what made you start playing this killer? Oh, well, it's, that's a long time ago, actually. So I started playing DVD in, in June of 2017 with the console release. And, well, only a few killers were available back then. And personally, I'm very interested into medicine. So, um, and also I liked, enjoyed the lore of the Doctor himself. So, um, well, it was very obvious that I'm going to pick him. So thanks very much for agreeing to do this interview, Herman. It's great to have you here. Let's start with your build. There's many kinds of builds out there from the most efficient builds, fun builds, and builds that people like to run on a regular basis. So let's talk about your build. What works for you and why do you run it? Oh, mostly I run, I play to win the game because I come from the fighting game, uh, fighting game community. And well, winning is one my, is I something I want to accomplish, you know, in my game. So I want the most, uh, run the most effective stuff I can find on the Doctor, which will synergize with the Doctor in the perfect way. So mostly I run Corrupt Intervention, um, also Scourge Pain Resonance, Deadman Switch, of course, and last perk is, is switching from here and there. If I want to be, um, you know, most ruthless, I run it. But it's going to change from here and there. Also depends on which add-ons I, I pick, you know. Um, so it can be distressing. It can also be safe the best. But most of the time, I run it just to be most efficient at, at the end. So there are currently 93 killer perks in the game, and this includes licensed killers too. So let's focus on the free perks where people might not have the licensed killers. 
Do you have any builds where people might not want to spend any money that are easily accessible? Actually, Doctor is really cool to run as one of the first killers because um, perks like Whispers or Distressing are available right at the beginning when you start. And those two perks are really good on a Doctor, you know. And um, also, Sloppy Butcher is really fine. A jolt become public. You don't need the Demogorgon anymore. Um, also, uh, Sension Tactics um, especially is great to learn the tiles of every map because they are very important to know as a doctor. So you find out the perfect timing when to shock so you can avoid some certain pellets, uh, vaults or pellet uh, throws. Um, yeah, also, of course, know it. And even on the, if you start the game with the doctor, overshot is, is kind of helpful as well. There are occasions where even those who have the most play to win kind of mentality want to have a game with a less than optimal build, whether it's to give themselves an intentional disadvantage or to have some fun with the survivors with a gimmicky meme build. Could you share with us any such meme or gimmicky builds that you'd like to use for fun? Well, <laughs> fun is, is, is a weird word. You know, I like I, the people love to see me suffer sometimes. And there is a combination called the Big Donut Doctor. Is when you combine the uh, scrap tape add-on, which makes it the shocks from a cone into a, a circle. And... Um, if you combine it with the high stimulus electrode, it widens up the circle, you know, and um, or makes it basically a huge donut, and which makes makes it incredibly hard to hit someone. Um, this is some of the meme things. I also uh, like to run um, the Never End Healings Doctor if you run uh, double calm add-ons to increase your terror rages in combination with Sloppy Butcher. Nurses calling or colophobia. It's very fun, um, but it's not really effective because you don't have uh, no slowdown perks for the gens. Uh, also, people used to play um, the well high or the the skill check doctor. You know, um, it's something or the impossible skill check doctor with unnerving presence, distressing. Uh, just and lullaby. Sadly, lullaby got nerfed a few weeks or not a few weeks, a few patches ago, so it doesn't affect healing skill checks anymore. But it's still kind of funny, so um, I enjoy those a lot. Except big donut dog, it's just a pain. <laughs> so add-ons are such an important part of anyone's gameplay. It can completely change the way the game is played. So I would imagine that there are some good add-ons out there that are worth using, and some that are not. So, can you tell us the ones you would recommend and which ones you would avoid? The Probably the best add-on for Doctor is the Discipline add-on. Because it the detonation delay you have, if you just start to shock as a Doctor, there, it's a time frame of one second until it arrives on the survivor. It, it has the effect. You know, also there is server delay and something which can, uh, can be really annoying. So, the Discipline add-on reduces the detonation delay by 0.3 seconds. And it helps from here and there, or actually it helps a lot, especially if you want to do some good timed shocks to avoid, well, to play some certain uh, tiles. Um, also, range add-ons are incre incredibly good. Uh, Restraint helps you as well. It's a very good information, information add-on, and of course, Iridescent King. Uh, it's really good. Otherwise, um, I would absolutely, I would say that uh, don't don't use the tape add-ons. Like I mentioned before, the donut is horrible. The other, um, the interview tape is well. It 
changed the changed the shock from the cone into a 24 meter beam um well it's but it's only two meter wide so it's not very helpful to um land good shocks on on some certain survivors you have to really precise with that and for me as a console player it is incredibly difficult um to do precise very precise stuff because of the uh, of the well of the sticks of the controller it's not as precise with, as with the mouse and keyboard um also you can reuse the for the first two maybe three games the maple knight add-on it shows you how much range the shock uh, actually has but it's you know just for the beginning it's like with twins there's also an add-on or the nurse one when you when it shows to you how far you can blink um it's only good for a few games um also order is kind of interesting but also i would say just run range add-ons or something else because order gives you the, the fake pellets it is nice to have but they don't have any effects and also um order reduces the cooldown of the static blast but not much so just go for discipline and range add-ons or restraint or maybe calm if you have deadman switch also so just to follow up i would like to also touch up on the add-ons a little bit more can you explain what the calm the restraint the order and the discipline do since they're all really descriptive yeah let's let's start just start with the order uh, like i said um well if you break or if you're in a chase and survivor drops a pallet uh, if you break it after a certain amount of seconds, uh, a fake pellet appears. You know, it just looks like a normal pellet for a survivor. But you see, as an aura, uh, as a killer, as a doctor, you see the auras of those of those pellets. And even when a survivor walks through one of those fake pellets, you hear the little daughter, uh, uh, the the doctor laughing. You know, and uh, well. The other thing is uh, it's going to reduce the cooldown of the static blast by six seconds, the purple one. So I think it is not really worth to run. Um, there are better options, definitely. Uh, Restraint is one of those very good information add-ons for the doctor. Um, when Basically, when you when the survivor tears up in madness, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's by a static blast or a normal shock, you see the aura of those survivors and um, also the illusionary uh, doctors you, you can see from here and there and they appear much more often and they stay for six seconds so if you are up for informations you know and having trouble finding survivors uh, this is a very strong add-on uh, discipline is what i mentioned before the detonation delay is reduced by 0.3 seconds uh, if you used to shock survivors, you know, um, and want to outplay some certain tiles, it is uh, quite, quite, quite helpful. Uh, also, discipline removes uh, when they are in, in when the survivors are in in chase in madness too. They are going uh, you, so you as a doctor, you're going to lose your red uh, red stain, so it's going to be on the survivor side. So it's much more difficult for a survivor to see where the doctor from where he's coming from, especially in the jungle gym also. Um, it's very uh, helpful. And um, even in Madness 3, they have it uh, all the time, the Red Sane and a fake terror radius um, all the time on their back. So they never hear you coming, So it, which is quite helpful. Um, it was calm, right? 
So uh, Calm uh, is basically uh, what I run. It's, it's a good, um, if you don't want to run one-to-one uh, -one, uh, distressing, it gives you, uh, it's, it's a perfect addition, you know. Um, it gives you eight meters when you're static, or it, gives you, it gives you eight meters uh, of a bigger terror radius when, you, when your static blast is ready. And it's going to reduce your, state, uh, your terror radius when your static blast is not ready. So you run with a little bit less terror radius. But um, let's say you hook someone and you have dead man switch and you have a bigger terror radius. You know, it's very helpful to unleash a static blast, hit some survivors, and the gens are blocked. So, um, yeah, but there's also a little thing that not many people know, um, especially with the column add-on. When Survivor is in Madness 2, um, sometimes they have a small fake terror radius. You don't have to even have to be very close or something, but sometimes they have a little terror radius. And it, even in Madness 3, it's all the time there. So it's uh, something that not many, many people know. Uh, but it's a nice attention to detail. It's very important that before you go into the match, you get the right perks and add-ons. But that's only half the job. There's always the map to deal with too. So let's talk about your strategy. When you load into a trial, does the map determine how you play? And what are your preferred maps? So my game plan starts when I see, or when, when I'm loading in into the map. You know, if I land on Ormond, Mother's Dwelling or Cowshed, um, I know that it's very uncommon that I will get a 4K if the if my opponents are very competent. So um, I try to get as many kills as possible or try to get very nice shocks and try to outplay survivors in some cool ways to entertain my audience. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, it is rough, you know. Um, I'm going straight forward. Let's see what's going to happen. Sometimes, you know, you load in and you think, okay, wait. Wait, those survivors are not really experienced, you know. Um, so it is it is difficult from here and there, from especially on bigger maps, you know. Um, also, but when I when I play on Gideon Meat Plant, it's something you know. It's probably my favorite map as a doctor. Many people will say, okay, they will disagree with me, but so some pallets are so strong as doctor, even when they, uh, especially when they are dropped, uh, you can, they can jump over it, and with the perfect time shock, um, they are trapped behind the other, uh, behind the other side of the pallet, and you can catch them easily again. Also, um, I really enjoy treatment theater, you know, the Larry's map, doctor map, because it's just fitting law-wise perfectly to, to the doctor, you know, especially after the rework uh, two years ago. And uh, also it is fun, you know, chasing as a doctor in, in his own home field, you know. Um, it's more like a gimmicky law thing. Um, for, uh, um, especially when people are don't know or when people don't know where the generators are, you know, uh, it is kind of it is kind of funny when they're when they're walking around. Also, you can if they, most of the time, so when survivors run around in Larry's, um, they are running around in circles on the outer side of the map, especially in, when they are when they are in a chase. So if you know where the, where Larry's is built up, or when you know how Larry's is built up. Um, you can uh, cut them off, you know, and appear from from a different room, and you will get them easier. 
So um, those two maps are my go-to maps, especially for the Doctor. So when you're going into a match, you have to assess your strategy based on the perks, your add-ons, the map you load into, just that we um, discussed in the last question, and the survivors that you're likely to face, because no two groups of survivors are usually the same. So let's talk about your playstyle. Do you want to change your playstyle based on how the survivors play, or do you just play like you have some kind of one-trick routine or strategy? Well, my strategy is basically going full throttle all the time. Um, even when I realize, okay, they are not re they are not really experienced or so. Um, you know, it is it is because when I play so when I play killer, the thing is. You never know what you really get as a survivor. Also, when you are on console, uh, you don't really have to the ability to check their profiles to see, okay, this survivor has 8,000 hours, this one has 800. So uh, you never know what to expect. So I, that's the reason why I always go full throttle. And it, well, even if it turns out, okay, they are not really experienced, I, I always look for the 4K. I always win, want to win the match. And yeah, so that's always going forward. Unlimited power. <laughs> so hex totems can be a big problem for both killers and survivors. But with the perk Shattered Hope, killers can now destroy the totems. And this is a big deal, but it means using a perk slot when I believe it should be base kit with the choice of either snuffing or breaking it. So let's talk about the totem spawns. Do you think they're in a good place or do you think more improvements are needed? Well... It's it's a tough question actually, because I th always think about what have, what can a map designer to, uh, do actually with the totem spawns. Uh, let's take Blood Lodge as an example. You know, it's a very wide open map, um, small tiles. You can almost look over every tile, so it's very difficult to hide totems somewhere. You know, and I really think that they are kind of fine because. Let's be honest, hex totems are very high risk, but also very high rewarding. You know, uh, rune is actually really strong. Devour it can be game changing. And um, so it is fine, in my opinion. But well, boon totems are a different story. So having played with the Doctor a lot, you must have had some great matches, whether it's been against high profile players, competitive teams, um, fellow content creators or like insane downs or just extraordinarily clutch moments. Do you think you could share some of these with us? Oh, that's 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 tough because I played thousands of matches with the Doctor. And of course, I always enjoy when I play some certain content creators, like like very big ones, you know. And um, also when I face... A, competitive players you know because it always gives me the special thrill to to be good to be better to catch them to kill them you know um because i want i want to make sure that people don't underestimate me you know and yeah what i some stuff happened most of the time happens off stream actually when i face true talent or so um very big streamers uh also for me, it is very special when I run or when I face legacy players. You know, uh, it's one of for me as console player. Those guys are the original ones. You know, those guys have experience, 
and they can sh and they are going to show it with the legacy skin. So I, expe I expect a lot from them. And we in we in the community started a little thing. It's called Legacy Hunter. You know, when we post uh, every time when we killed a legacy survivor or sacrificed them, um, we, we we are going to uh, make a screenshot and post it on the Discord. You know, and it is it is hilarious sometimes. So this is probably the most fun or the most fun thing we do in in general. You know, otherwise I would love to play against other big content creators. Also the devs, I would love to play against the devs. I would just you know for a showcase match or so. So also Americans, uh, some American content creators, um, which I never had the chance to because well we we Europeans are kind of split up from from overseas. So especially since the uh, dedicated servers are out. So um, the list is long, actually, but uh, I hope someday we will, I, will, I, I am cap uh, able to catch them. So with the amount of times that you've been playing the Doctor, you must have had some great advice that you can share with us. So what advice would you give to new players or even your past self? The most important thing when you play Doctor, don't exaggerate it with your shocks. Every time when I play against a doctor or I see someone um, or get recommended a video who, from, for some, uh, from someone who's playing doctor, they are spamming the shocks. I don't know why, you know. I always say it's very important quality over quantity because every time when you shock as a doctor, you are one meter or almost one meter slower than a, than a survivor for one second. And on certain tiles... You will never catch up. You will spam the shock. You will spam the shock, but you never will catch them. So it um, sometimes it's better to eat the pellet, you know, instead instead of shocking and shocking and shocking. Don't, don't do it all the time. So that's that's the most important rule, you know. Um, just just take the pellet and maybe break it or leave it or try to outplay it when it's dropped because sometimes um, with some experience. You can do this as well, but never exaggerate with the shocks. So I want to talk a little bit about tiles and more specifically your favorite tile, whether it be the jungle gyms, the LT walls, long walls, or the good old killer shack. We want to know what your favorite tile is and why. Definitely the shack. Um, there are so many different ways to outplay the shack as a doctor. It is absolutely fun. You can do it, do it at least four to five different ways. It always depends on the way the survivor is walking. You know, you always have to calculate a little bit. It's all, timing is everything with a doctor. So, um, but check, even especially, try to, when you play doctor, try to get the check pallet dropped as soon as possible and never break it. Please never break the shock pallet. If you are confident in your shocks, you can make the check to a death trap. You know, uh, with the perfect timed shock, when a survivor is in the shack and it gets affected by the shock, it gets stunned by the shock, um, you're dead because there's no way, there's no way out, no escape because the shack pallet blocks you and the window is also blocked because you are stunned for 2.5 seconds. So it is so hilarious. I made a whole compilation video about um, getting trapped in, in the shack pallet or in, in, in the shack itself. It is absolutely fun. But on the other side, 
I will say, I want to say jungle gyms are the worst nightmare for doctor. You know, even if you, when you shock someone to avoid a pallet, they have still enough time to go over to the, to the next window. So, and then we have it from the, from the earlier question. You have to spam the shocks all the time just to avoid anything, you know? So you're running around circles again and again and again, and it doesn't help you at all. So, um, try to get rid of jungle gym pellets as much as, as much as possible. And yeah, the shack pellet is sacred. MMR is something that Behaviour have put in to help with a number of issues players were having, but in our opinion, it hasn't really gone as well as maybe they'd hoped it would, or at least maybe to start with. So tell us from your own experience, your thoughts on MMR and how it has affected your games with the Doctor. It affected me a lot. It also, when it crossplay got announced and I got first in contact with PC players. Well, back then with on Xbox only, I thought I was a king. You know, I was for 1.5 years undefeated on Larry's, because only on Xbox. And then I faced PC players and I got stomped. I got smashed. I was really mad about it. And uh, the same happened when MMR came in. You know, I was winning most of my games and then I have, or I got some serious hardcore people, competitive team teams, you know, um, it is. It was really rough, but um, like I mentioned it before, I come from the fighting game community. You know, um, facing obstacles is is part of it. You know, it's also part of DVD. Um, if you want to become better, you have to face obstacles. You know, uh, it doesn't help you when you face also uh, all the time very not experienced players or who don't know the matchup against killers like doctor or hack or so you know it's it's not helpful um also it's not helpful when you face baby squats or something you know or so, some some mimi swifts so um it is uh it is really rough so um try to try to become better try to become better even if it's if it hurts and that's part of a learning experience you know uh, even if it hurts, um, at some point you will become better, and you will f you will feel it, you know. And um, keep on it, and you will see the results. And um, it also happened for me, you know. I got squashed many times by super hardcore people, and until I decide, okay, I have to work on myself, and I have to become better again. The doctor has the ability to shock and disarm survivors, pre preventing them from doing certain actions. How do you best use it and what benefits do you get from it? Well, that's that's difficult because everything is about timing. I cannot really say you have to shock here and then only when I see it, you know. It has become an, a thing of na natural instinct for me, you know. Um, so it, it's hard to say when I do this because everything became muscle memory by me, for me. You know, I see a certain tile um, and my brain just starts, okay, I have to shock now and... Uh, try to or well avoid this pellet throw or the window vault um so it is it is hard to say you know and also it's if it works it's very rewarding you know especially if it's on on a very high on a very high edge of that the survivor is able to vault and he is really about to do this 
and you you get it you get the shock and well okay it's denied and you get the the hit it's very satisfying you know um but it's also again it's very high risk and high reward so the doctor can use his shock to shut down loops at pallets and windows but at a price he slows down due to charging his shock so how do you shut them down um like i mentioned before um don't exaggerate it um i i try i sometimes i do this as well you know um so most of you, you know the the typical pallet gym or pallet tile you know you have a short, you have a longer wall than the pallet and the shorter wall um you know most of the time try to if the survivor goes along the long wall one shock is completely enough try to get the sh the shock placed uh, a little bit before the survivor is going to be on the pallet um and just do it only once per round and then you will catch up you know otherwise it will slow you down all the time and you waste a shit ton of time to do um or to, to catch up actually so um yeah also again uh jungle gyms are really hard you just take the pallets and they are not fun <laughs> to play against to be honest how critical is it to get everybody into tier three madness is it worth making sure they get to tier three as soon as you're in a chase with them by spamming your your power or is it better to get the down sooner than if possible? Mm, it is all, most of the time, it's dependent on the situation you are. Uh, if you are right in the beginning, get the downs as fast as possible, you know. Um, but if it's going to be in the end game, uh, especially if you have someone slugged, you know, try to, uh, it, let's imagine the, the end game has started, three survivors are left. You down someone and one is injured and um, you, maybe you have no it, just shock them into Madness 3. Yeah. Once they are in Madness 3, they cannot pick up uh, survivors anymore. They cannot do any healing actions. And it is very helpful on that point. Um, but also the thing is, as a killer, and I probably you guys will agree with, with me, you don't have much time, especially when you have faced really good people. Um, the gens can be done in five minutes. So getting as getting downs as fast as possible is always the higher, highest priority. Um, so you don't... Also, again, you have to... If you want to get them into tier three madness, you have to charge up shock, charge up shock, charge up shock. It just is one kind of a time waste. So just go for downs and everything else with the madness happens naturally just by static blast, just by shocking, avoiding some pallets, you know, or window walls. Um, so uh, always go for the down first and everything happens as a natural thing of the game. The static blast is another one of the Doctor's powers. So let's talk about when it is best to use it. Do you use it whenever it's off cooldown or do you save it for when you think people are being immersive? Most of the time I save it. Um, because, like I said earlier, I... Um, I run Deadman Switch almost every game since the buff, which is such a good perk for a doctor. Uh, especially if you are in a very good cycle, I call it, um, of chasing a survivor, downing a survivor, hooking a survivor, and then do this again. So I, I chase a survivor, I down them, then I hook them. I have Scourge Hook, uh, Pain Resonance. If I'm lucky, someone screams, 
I also run most of the time calm add-ons or distressing. So um, I unleash a static blast. Other survivors will scream. Gens will be blocked. And then I will go for the hunt again. So if everything runs right, everything will happen in between a 45-second to 60-second circle all the time. Hunt, chase, down, and so on and so on. Um, so... Yeah, and then, again, Static Blast and do it again all the time. So um, keep your Static Blast when it's necessary. Don't spam it because it slows you more down. You know, imagine uh, you're going to uh, shock someone with a Static Blast. Sorry. <clears throat> um, so imagine you shock someone in a chase with a Static Blast. It slows you down that much. Uh, you will lose a lot of distance to the survivors. And again, you know, that's something you really want to avoid because it costs time and you don't have time as a killer. So in the past, the Doctor has had two nerves and plenty of buffs and quality of life changes. And in my opinion, he makes him a pretty balanced killer. Do you think he needs any more changes? <sighs> Tricky. Some people would agree and some people would disagree with me when I say... The default range of the Doctor should be increased by maybe one or two meters so that he, his default range is bigger, wider. Um, but uh, just to compensate this, um, nerf down his range add-ons. Also, the cooldown of the Static Blast is 60 seconds. Also, I think a 55-second cooldown would be a fine, you know. Five seconds sometimes can be really helpful especially when you are try to avoid um try to once avoid uh, gen popping you know uh, gens being finished uh it is you know um that that's the thing also i think the illusionary pellets could be more immersive because they are just standing around okay they may be trick survivors but if you have a very good coordinated uh, swift team they already know which pellets pellets are used and which not so uh, they try to avoid those areas when the pallets are broken. So um, I think they, it could be more. It could be more with the doctor. Same for the illus uh, the illusionary doctors. Having the AIs, uh, the AI from the zombies from Nemesis, you know, could be a really interesting factor. Um, just by with use this AI for the doctor illusionary, you know, just by that the doctor or the illusion illu uh, the illusion is following the survivor. Just slow, you know, just like a zombie or so. But give it something, you know, make it more special. Because now they're just standing there being very lifeless. And it's, okay, yeah, cool, doctor gets information where I am. But um, imagine these illusions come up to you or walk or pass by a uh, pass by a window or so. And you are in madness free and you don't have always the terror radius. Um, could be really scary, actually. But it's it's not a really strong buff, but it's just a quality of life change for the Doctor. So um, that's the most. That's those are the parts of the Doctor. I think um, they can change because I I, I agree with you. Um, doctor is I think at his almost at his peak right now. What what else can you do with the Doctor? You know, um, instead of increasing range and change some add-ons just a little bit um 
So I remember sometimes the old days of the doctor when you have to switch your stances between treatment and punishment mode. Um, it was annoying for many survivors, and I understand it. But I think it was it was more special to the doctor instead of the static blast, you know. Also switching from uh, shock mode or treatment mode to punishment mode uh, made, made the doctor uh, a bit more difficult to play, you know. And yeah, I miss those times. But again, um, I, can un I understand why the devs changed him because he was very, for most of the people, he was very annoying. And yeah. Uh, let's hope let's hope that they are not going to nerf the doctor because that is going to be in one nail of the coffin for the doctor because let's be honest he is not a very strong killer he's all right you know but he's definitely not strong as a pyramid head like a huntress or someone you know but at least he's better than yeah clown or so so um let's hope that uh, so that the doctor is not going to be touched in in the bad way anyway thank you very much for the interview we really do appreciate it yeah thank you for um spending your time with us herman it's been great thank you very much for having me it was a pleasure now before we go we have something we really don't want to have to do but we are forced by bhvr this isn't such a bad thing so we all know there's a major patch coming out and this changes everything however this also gives us many options in the future with changes that are shaking up the meta in a whole new way. So, for the next few weeks, we're going to have to take a break and give all the interviewees time with the new changes so that they can give us the best information related to the killer in question. In the future, we will be revisiting all the old killers and hopefully with new and exciting guests to talk about the new changes and maybe revisit some of the older ones to get their input on the new changes but let's cross that bridge when we come to it. In the meantime, we really hope you're enjoying all the podcasts so far. And don't worry, we'll be back in a month. Well, that was a great interview and there are more like this with many more to come. You can either go to intothefogcast.com or search your favorite podcasting app if you want to listen for more. For the people on Apple Podcast, why not give us a review? Or on Spotify, give us a rating. This patch was recorded on 5.7.2. I would like to thank Herman the Doctor for agreeing to do the interview and for everything else, Tofa and myself. All links will be in the description of the podcast and we hope you have a great day. <laughs>